We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. The owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. Mark Reardon. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. This is the Mark Reardon Show. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to a Monday, ladies and gentlemen, on 97.1 FM Talk. I'm back from the woods of Howard County. This weekend went, like, by in a blink, and I can't believe that the midterms from last Tuesday were already a week ago. Um, I'm going to tell my hunting story, Sue, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to warn people right now who, if you don't like people like me who deer hunt, you're going to love this story. (laughs) You're going to love the story because of the outcome. Uh, I think I could guess. Well, it was it was interesting. And, you know, it was really kind of a, a comedy of errors to a certain extent, which is summing up. You know what I've realized? Here's what I realized. My golf game is a lot like hunting because I convince myself that it's something I can do and that maybe I I can do it somewhat respectively. And then I can't. Then when it comes to execution, I can't do it. So just quick story. And I want to lead through the weekend because what happened last night when I when I got home, I really want to focus in on and. And that was when I took time to watch Dave Chappelle on SNL, and I thought that was just absolutely brilliant. Yep. But, you know, I, I hunt in an area near Fayette and Harrisburg, Missouri. Get out there first thing Saturday morning. It is cold. Sue asked me right before the show, how cold was it? It is cold. And, you know, it's usually your hands and your feet. I had my feet weren't that bad. I had these foot warmer things, but oh, that's I, I was just overall cold. Yeah. And it was cloudy. Yesterday was the exact opposite. It was maybe colder yesterday morning, but the wind wasn't so bad and the sun was out. So it made all the difference in the world. Had it snowed there like it did here? It was snowing a little bit. There were snow flurries. Okay. But there was no accumulation. I heard around here there was just a little accumulation yes. as well. I think Belleville had two point. inches, yeah, three to four. Really? Yeah. yeah, two to four. I'm sorry. I was trying to speak English and so it wasn't working. I had a bit of a slow morning. I wasn't seeing a lot of deer. And I hit what's called, every once in a while, I hit a grunt call, which is the like a bit of a buck um, sound. I could kind of imitate it here, but you wouldn't want to do that. So about two or three minutes after that, that grunt call, I have a buck that's heading right toward me. I mean, right toward me. Good buck too, about 10 points and was a shooter. And, you know, he was off to the side. I I have a gun rest in front on my stand, but this was off to the side. So I had to lower myself down a little bit and I missed the shot, which I'm really good at missing the shot. For those of you who've listened to me over the years, you're talking to the same guy that missed a deer at like 15 yards five years ago. And I wish I was making that up long story. I don't even want to, you know, tell it anymore. So 
I, I, it's weird what deer do. You'd think that they would run 100 miles after a big blast like yeah. that. He goes about 30 yards, and it's almost like they know what they're doing. He's right behind a tree, right? So I can see antlers, and I can see his ass, and that's what I can see. So I have two choices, right? And at this point, I'm crouched down in my stand, and I'm on my knees, and I'm kind of cramping up just because it was behind me. So everything is in a position. The gun is rested. The crosshairs are right there. If he walks out, that deer's going down, right? So I, I just wait. And I'm, I'm waiting. In my mind, this is about seven or eight minutes. I mean, that's, that's a long time. It is. And a doe came by. Like right in the middle of all this, there's a doe walking underneath my stand. And I thought for sure the buck would do something. There was actually a moment where I thought, well, maybe I hit him. And then it just wasn't, you know, he was just there was, because mm-hmm. he was hit. That didn't happen. So anyway, he pops out, gives me the perfect shot. I mean, the perfect shot at about 30 yards. I press the trigger. Nothing happens. There wasn't a click or anything. What, 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 what gun, happened? My gun jammed. I, I have no idea, Sue. I will tell you that when I got back that afternoon, my, my friend Kevin, we, we removed the, um, you know, the shells, and he tried to dry fire it. And the first time he tried to do that, it didn't click. So then he pulled the bolt back, and he, um, he tried it again, dry fired it several times, and it worked. And then we put some oil in the gun, and I went on. But I have no idea. But the deer won that battle. And to make things even better, so then yeah. Saturday afternoon, I, I have a stand which is in the woods. But, you know, some deer stands are out in fields where there's uh, food plots. So Kevin was nice enough to make me a big food plot, and I walked out of my woods. I can't see it really from the stand. I thought, you know what? It was 4.30 on Saturday. I'm going to sit here where the food plot is, and I had two decisions to make, Sue. They weren't very complicated. What's One, food plot? it's where they grow food that the deer's going to oh, eat. Maybe okay. it's alfalfa okay. or turnips or something like that. It's just what the deer will go feed on. Or corn, when there's corn, right? Okay. Or the remnants of corn. It's so, a lure, a giant lure. I can either go into a little area that there was some cover with cedar trees and then be more camouflaged, or... I can make the idiotic decisions that I always make in my life, and I can sit just on the, uh, the side of the woods. So I just want to show you a picture because there's a visual here, and the, the listeners are just going to have to use their um, imagination. So that there, that's a bipod. So that's, that's something that very... I rest my gun on, right? Oh, you see that field yeah, there? Yeah. So, Sue, that was a picture I took probably around 4.30 on Saturday afternoon. If I had that same exact picture... Ten minutes after that, you would have seen a deer about ten yards from me that popped out from the woods, a buck. And it's just looking at me. I'm camouflaged. I have a face mask on and everything. He, he looks at me, and he takes a couple more steps. But I had the gun down by my side. And then he kind of looked, and he decided something wasn't right. But he didn't totally freak out. He actually went into the tall grass, came down on the other side, and I, I had a shot, but it was dark. And What were you doing while he was looking at you? Standing as still as possible. And, and so you're just waiting for I'm just for waiting. Him to... But I'm, I'm also thinking, here's what I'm, my thought process during all this was, you are such a dumb idiot because you actually, in your mind, had this question, should I go into the area where there's more cover or should I not? And I made the decision to not. Uh-huh. Because I do that. But the deer won. So congratulations to so, the deer of uh, Mid-Missouri and Howard two, County. Did two deer win then? Well, I'd two say, I, I'd like say two at least two. Won, because, right. well, yeah. I pa- you know, I saw a bunch that I passed on as well, but it was just, these, these things happen over the years, and this will be one that haunts me from now until the end of my deer hunting life, unfortunately. Listen, I understand that there's a need for deer hunting and all that. I just, I kind of, uh, I get that. I understand it, but I do silently root for the deer in well, these see, situations. They won. they won in this situation. But I understand. I understand the need for it. I'm not anti. I get it. You know what I mean? I will it's tell a you weird this. Position. I think anyone who's driven across a significant part of the state 
or just around here. We need there it. are so many deer You're littering right. the roads right now. And as I was leaving this farm yesterday, true story, I pulled out, I guess, around 1 o'clock after we, you know, we, we hang and, 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 you know, gut the deer and all that sure. stuff, butcher the deer, if you will. Uh, Mark Reardon contributes very little to that, but I have gotten relatively good at helping over the years. So we only had five to do. I get on the road. There's a, I'm on um, 124 in, in mid-Missouri mm-hmm. near Harrisburg and Fayette, and there's uh, there's an area that used to have a one-lane bridge, but it's two lanes now. They repaired it, but someone's flashing their lights at me. Sort of the same thing you would do if a cop was there, yeah. but there's no cop out in, in this part. So I slowed down knowing that there was a warning. There was a woman in an SUV who must have just minutes before that hit a doe oh. square, and it messed up her car more. You would have thought she ran into a concrete wall the way oh. that this car was messed up. They could do so much damage. So there's a lot of those out there. But congratulations yep. to the, the hunters out there that <laughs> did manage to harvest. Um, I do have some deer meat that I was generously gifted that oh, I'll well, be able that to was nice. make into sausage and things like that. At least it's all used. I, I appreciate oh, that. Oh, it'll definitely, it'll definitely be used, and um, those deer will be there for me to mess up and screw it up again next year. <laughs> I promise you that. So I, I have to watch my time here because I have Congressman Jason Smith coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I want to talk about Chappelle on SNL. I got a couple of texts. I really do. Um, the very nature of where I am in Mid Missouri, there's not a lot of cell service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I panicked yesterday because there's like only one area that you can go up to on the property, um, Kevin's property, where there's a barn, and that's where you can get data. So I had to switch out my fantasy football team yesterday. That was very important. And Sue, so I won both those games, so I knew you'd oh, be good, thrilled for good, me. Actually. But I, I don't really pay attention to the news uh, over the weekend or anything like that. But I was getting text messages specifically about SNL and Chappelle. And we've been talking about how bad SNL has been. I really haven't given any attention to it this year. But I was very curious about what Dave was going to do uh, because I'm a fan and I'm a fan of the closer. And we've talked a lot about these trans issues. So I'm going to hold off until after Congressman Smith because I don't want to rush this. Yeah, that's fair. I, I thought what I thought what Dave did on Saturday night was absolutely amazing. Yep. It, it was brilliant. And I knew what the reaction would be, and the reaction is happening. What, that, what are they having? Well, a... he's anti-Semitic, too. He's oh, just like Kanye, he, of course. He, did anybody no, listen? No, they're not. That's the problem. They don't listen to what he says. For people who might not be familiar with Chappelle, what he did on Saturday night was very— very much like Dave Chappelle, yes. what he does. This which, is nothing new. Which, which we all appreciate, because if he were to give in in any sort of way, that would be no good. That would well, be awful. And it's important. The reason I want to spend time is not because, and he does mention, by the way, he mentions Ferguson in a unique way. Yeah. Um, he also had some really funny things, I think, to say about Trump. But he got into the Kanye stuff and the anti-Semitism. But he, he framed this around, and I think it's important for Dave to do this because of what he does and what I do. I have respect for him because this affects me as well as a freedom of speech yeah. um, moment. And, but comedian. people don't realize that. Well, He's a comedian, people. How can you cancel? I, I don't understand well, that. Let me, before I get into all this later, I just want to play what he said at the end because this is basically why it's important. It shouldn't be this scary to talk about anything. It's making my job incredibly difficult. And to be honest with you, I'm getting sick of talking to a crowd like this. I love you to death. And I thank you for your support. And I hope they don't take anything away from me. <laughs> Whoever they are. <laughs> but, you know, he, he doesn't want to keep having to make a point for freedom of speech. He just wants to tell his jokes without fear of reprisal. Right. And if you don't like Dave Chappelle's jokes... Don't watch. Or if you don't like Kanye... And by the way... 
there's consequences for your actions. And I don't think Dave Chappelle's trying to get around that. He knows that if you do something like Kanye did uh, and you lose a billion five <laughs> because yeah, you did it, would. well, you probably should have thought more about your actions. But there's more to it than that. And we'll we'll get to that in, in just a little bit because I want to highlight some of the things that he said both politically and about anti-Semitism or about Kanye a little bit later. Um, we do have Congressman Smith coming on. He is the top Republican on the uh, the budget committee, um, might be the next chair of Ways and Means. But obviously, we're at a point right now, and as I emerged from the woods yesterday, I had to realize that the Senate is not going to be controlled by Republicans. There was a little hole I was holding out hope, maybe that Laxalt would win in Nevada. And, well, no, I said it the wrong way. I was corrected by Heidi Nevada. the other day. Right? Man, I don't know why I keep like saying banana. Nevada. Nevada, Laxalt loses, uh, Masters loses in Arizona. So now, maybe the only good news is, Georgia doesn't matter, right? So we're not going to be worn out by that, but we think there's going to be an announcement by Trump tomorrow. So we're going to talk about that. Hey, I can't remember. Do you watch Yellowstone? I don't. I think I'm the only human who doesn't. I want to get into something about Yellowstone in the uh, the next hour because that show is on Paramount Plus, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a Paramount Plus streaming service. One would assume that a show that airs on the network yeah. called Paramount Plus would be found on the streaming service that is also called Paramount Plus. I, One would be wrong about that. I saw it on Prime today. Well, it's on Prime, but it's really on Peacock the past seasons. I think you can buy the episode from last ah, night okay. on Apple TV or on Prime. But I'm going to explain all this. Joan Salzman, who's with CNET, wrote about this, and there are some answers to those questions. Now, my wife and I did something. This is how we got into it last night. We, we tried to do this, and we never really seemed to succeed. She, she suggested that we do it, and I think it was a good idea. She said, let's watch the last episode of season four. Yeah, that's a good And plan. then you kind of get ready. So we didn't watch. There was a two-hour premiere last night, and we're going to check that out tonight. But we're going to kind of explain why you can't stream it in certain places and all that. Julie Kelly's going to be with me this afternoon. Senior contributor to American Greatness. we got Kusumano, Jim Carafano, Selena Zito, and an audio cut of the day and more. Congressman Smith coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
the way, I, I thought yesterday was one of the, and I think the whole season's been this way. I got back in town yesterday around 2 o'clock. The NFL was unbelievable oh, yesterday. Fantastic. That Bills-Vikings game. I can't. I, I the lost. The Packers it. game. I can't believe they win, but it was an amazing day yeah, in the was. National Football League. Um, we'll get to that a little bit more go with Cusimano. I was thrilled because I didn't think they were going to win that game. It was Mike McCarthy's return trip to Lambeau Field, so lots of fun up there at Green Bay. Uh, Julie Kelly in the next hour after Sue's News, and then we'll kind of explain also Joan Salzman from CNET on why you can't watch Yellowstone on Paramount Plus, even though it's on the Paramount Network. But there is an answer for that. Missouri Congressman Jason Smith is with us this afternoon. He's the top Republican on the Budget Committee. He had dabbled at one point to run for the United States Senate seat, but he ran for re-election. And they're about to take over control. The Republicans will in the House by a narrow majority. Congressman, how are you this afternoon? Great to have you back. Doing well, Mark. It's great to be with you. Well, what's your what's your uh, diagnosis in the aftermath of, I guess, what I would still call a disappointing Tuesday? I'm a little confused by some of the results. It, it is what it is at this point. You can never really predict the electorate, I guess, is what we discovered. But what was your takeaway from what happened? You know, I would have really loved to have seen us win the United States Senate. It's disappointing that we weren't able to just pick up one seat to win it up over there. Um, But flipping the House of Representatives, I said from day one, I wanted to fire Speaker Pelosi. That's why I have that letter framed in my office here in Washington, D.C. She kicked me out of my office three and a half years ago, (laughs) and I said that I was going to kick her out of her office. And guess what? We have won the majority for only the fourth time in the last 75 years. Will, Will the Republicans be kicking the Democrats out of office? And this is our opportunity. And and I'm happy to escort Ms. Pelosi out of her office. So the, the majority is going to be very narrow, and obviously that's going to make things a little tricky. When it comes to the Senate, that's very disappointing. I didn't think it was too much to ask to flip a seat, but obviously it wasn't meant to be. But some people are saying that maybe this has been said over the decades, not just over the years, that the American people seem to like divided government. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I without a doubt, the American people... Um, elected a House majority because they want to put a check on this administration. They are tired of one crisis after another, whether it's the inflation crisis, energy crisis, the border crisis. And by electing a House Republican majority, that's what they're going to get. So what what is the um, let's get the lowdown on the leadership. You know, a lot of people, certainly in my audience, they talk about Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy. They're the establishment. We don't want them leading leading the party. You need new leadership. I, I'm all fine with with new leadership if you find people who can actually lead. But this is also something in the House, for example, you have to have someone who can build a coalition and get votes to be speaker. Maybe we should start with this, Congressman. Explain the process and how the vote works for the next speaker. Well, first off, tomorrow you'll have the leadership elections in the House Republican Conference of all the leadership positions. And and once those are decided, um, those are our new leaders. The speaker position is the only one that you will actually be voting um, for a second time publicly on the House floor. And they will call every member of Congress out by name and they'll say who they're voting for. And how many votes does the next speaker need then? It will have to be simple majority of members present in the House. So typically out of 435, it would be 218 unless there happens to be some vacancies for some reason. Right. So or that, and that's people imp- are sick and they're not present. Right. But that's important because that means you, you pretty much have to run the table because the majority is going to be so narrow. You have to run the table if you're going to get the votes or you're not going to be elected. 
It is, but usually what happens is what's decided in the Republican conference is what holds out on the floor. That's always been the case in the past. Whenever you saw John Boehner and um, Paul Ryan, I'll tell you right now, there's people talking about Kevin McCarthy. I have never seen anyone work as hard as Kevin McCarthy. Put Put it this way, back in the 20 election cycle, he led the effort to pick up 14 House seats. We came within five seats of winning the majority the last election cycle while the Senate lost seats and we lost the White House. This time around, we're the only one that has now taken back government um, from the Democrats. And and he did it by raising over a half a billion dollars, recruiting some of the best candidates we've ever seen. And no one's worked harder. I traveled to 74 congressional districts this cycle in 42 states campaigning for candidates and my colleagues. He is the only person that traveled to more states in more congressional districts than I. He has worked his tail off. He deserves it. There's no one else that's even close to leading this conference other than Kevin McCarthy. So if I if I read between the lines, that means that you think because there's some Freedom Caucus members that I guess that are talking about maybe um, putting up a fight here, but you think that they come around? Is that essentially you get into conference and everyone ends up coming on the same page? Mark, if it bleeds, it leads. And that's what the media is loving. Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker. Um, Over the next seven to eight weeks, there's going to be a lot of drama. You'll see members that will say all kinds of things, but um, he will be speaker. Just as there are um, members uh, saying that they are not going to vote for um, Kevin McCarthy, there's there's even a larger group of members that say they will vote for no one other than Kevin McCarthy. What what are the expectations on the other leadership posts? Can you get into that or not? Yeah, you have the majority leader's position. Looks like Steve Scalise is running for that, and it looks at this time he's running unopposed. You have the whips race, which is more competitive right now. You have Jim Banks from Indiana running. You have Tom Emmer, who's the NRCC chairman that's running. And you have Drew Ferguson, who's the deputy whip that's running. For conference secretary, the old post that I used to have, you have Lisa McClan um, from Michigan running. You have Andrew Clyde from Georgia running. And you have Glenn Grossman from Wisconsin running. And then you have the NRCC chairs race which you have Richard Hudson from North Carolina running, and you have Darren LaHood from Illinois that's running. Of course, you have Mike Johnson running for vice chair, um, and no one appears to be running against him. And then for conference chair, you have Elise Stefanik and Byron Donald um, that's running for that. And then policy chair is Gary Palmer. That rounds out the whole list of the leadership races that we're looking at um, over the next 24 hours. Well, let's go back to the whip position. We get the whip position. Explain what the whip does. A lot of people might not know that. Um, Senator Blunt, former House whip, right? Absolutely. The whip position is the third um, highest ranking position in Congress. And whoever becomes whip is probably going to have the biggest challenge because with a slimmer majority, their responsibility is trying to make sure that every bill that comes to the House floor that there's 218 votes for its passage. And so when you're looking at maybe a majority of 221 to 223 seats, somewhere in that area, um, it's going to be a close majority. But let me point out, Mark, Nancy Pelosi's majority, this current Congress, was 222 seats. So we're virtually going to have the same majority that Speaker Pelosi had in this Congress. What's the re- realistic expectation of what you can get done moving forward into next year with divided government? Just the basics, really? 
Well, it all goes to how much the White House wants to work with you. But we have seen clearly that President Biden said that he's not going to change anything. And he has to change something because one one aspect of Congress is now going to be controlled by the Republicans. And we're not going to be a rubber stamp for his reckless spending. We're going to focus on policies that will help um, help this economy get stronger. And we're definitely going to hold this administration accountable by having true government accountability and oversight. This administration has went on for over 20 months with no oversight, no accountability. And the people are the people deserve that and the people are asking for it. I don't disagree with that. I think there needs to be accountability. But then does that mean that things kind of get weighed down into investigation after investigation? Because I'm not so sure people want that either. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I think that um, making sure that agencies are being held accountable. For example, I've sent over 50 letters to this administration asking on how um, trillions of dollars of COVID money has been spent and yet not one response. But guess what? With Republicans in charge, we can subpoena them to require them to answer why did $783 million go to checks to prisoners? Why did Japanese citizens receive $1,400 stimulus checks? We need to have answers Absolutely. to questions instead of things just being un- unanswered. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Look, I- I'd say there there needs to be a lot of accountability. I think a lot of us predicted going into that with all that money being handed out, there was going to be a tremendous amount of fraud. We already have seen example after example. Even here in St. Louis County, we had someone in St. Louis County government indicted for for some fraud related to some of the COVID relief money. Congressman Jason Smith with me this afternoon. Would you care to, because I have to offer the invite, to weigh into the uh, Trump-DeSantis feud on the national level for the next president? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm <laughs> friends with both of them. Um, I sat right next to Ron DeSantis on the Judiciary Committee when I first came in, and he has been an incredible governor of the of the state of florida and donald trump has been an incredible leader of our party and he's a very good friend of mine so um we just have not even went a week since these past elections for i mean for god's sake they're still counting votes in states that apparently don't know how to count votes um so yeah, that's another look, story. I'm not gonna, yeah, but you know, I had to ask. Look, to, if I'm going to try, I got to yeah, get you to try to, you know, break some news here this afternoon. You can't, you can't um, hold it against me for trying. Hey, by the way, something else I just thought of because I genuinely like to know and maybe um, get to know these folks. What can you say about the uh, the two new members of Congress from Missouri? Because we didn't get a lot of coverage here in St. Louis about that. Vicky Seed and Billy Long Seed. I'll tell you, they're going to do a great job. Mark Offord is taking Vicky Harsler's. Um, see, he is uh, a former news broadcaster from the Kansas City area. He's going to be a phenomenal member. It's the same way with Eric Burleson. Eric Burleson was my deputy whip when I was majority whip in the Missouri State House, believe it or not. Actually, Eric door knocked in my very first campaign to be a state representative back numerous years ago. So um, he's going to he's going to he has big shoes to fill under Billy Long, but he's going to do a great job. So I'm excited for both of them to be part of the Missouri delegation. I'm going to miss Billy just from Billy being Billy, right? I mean, you got to love that. (laughs) No doubt about that. All right, Jason Smith. Well, thanks for checking in. You have a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully we'll talk before Christmas and keep on them there in Washington. 
You too, Mark. Good talking with you, my friend. We are thinking that there's going to be an announcement from the former president tomorrow. I know Kilmey's going to be with us tomorrow afternoon, so he'll have something to say about that. So will Julie Kelly, who is a senior contributor to American Greatness. She joins me 425 here on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM talk. I want to weigh in on Chappelle and what he did on SNL on Saturday night. That's coming up next. All right, I want to spend a little time here on Dave Chappelle and what he did on SNL. First and foremost, I'm sure he got a big audience because um, there was a lot of attention. There was this word on Thursday about a boycott uh, from some of the trans employees. I, I still don't know if that was a publicity stunt or not. I think yeah. it was, probably. Probably. Because there are a lot of people that knew that Chappelle was going to be on that might not have known to begin with. I want to start with just the stuff on politics before we get to Kanye and now what Dave Chappelle is being called anti-Semitic. But he did make... This is the, I think, the brilliance of Dave Chappelle, that he makes these observations that are kind of out there for people to see. But it's very specific in the way that he tells his story. And then even if you watch the monologue from the other night, the way that he started the monologue sort of comes full circle. And a lot of the uh, focus is on freedom of speech and someone like him having the ability to say things that are sometimes inappropriate, that sometimes make you feel uncomfortable. But on the politics, I think he kind of nailed it here. I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. <laughs> By the way, I, I did, did you you watched it, Sue, right? Did I you, recorded it so I could fast forward through anything I didn't oh, want to yeah, see. Oh, yeah, no, me too. But did, did you sense that the audience, the Saturday Night Live audience, wasn't exactly sure yes. how to react Correct. to Dave Chappelle? There, yes. was, there was some awkward moments just because I think that audience was like, wait a second, what is he telling a joke or is he being serious? Which is what Chappelle does. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it because I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. <laughs> and across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? You remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. <laughs> so you nailed it there, right? And then he pulled out an Illuminati membership card and chopped a line of cocaine up and did it right into the podium. No one had ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> right, take advantage. And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't, because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, a star was born. <laughs> no one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen somebody come from inside of that house, outside, and tell all the commoners, we are doing everything that you think we are doing inside of that house. 
And he just went right back in the house and started playing the game again. So I thought that was really it brilliant. It was brilliant. He, he was great. But then, you know, he, he couldn't get away from the Kanye stuff. And th- this really... It's unfortunate because what's happening today is you have some of the expected sources saying, well, this is anti-Semitism, right? Um, The Anti-Defamation League, uh, the national director of the Anti-Defamation League has tweeted out concerns. We shouldn't expect Dave Chappelle to serve as society's moral compass, but it's disturbing to see NBC, SNL not just normalize, but popularize, popularize anti-Semitism, he said in a tweet. That was Jonathan Greenblatt. Why are Jewish sensitivities denied or diminished at almost every turn? Why does our trauma trigger applause? He either didn't watch Dave Chappelle He didn't listen to Dave Chappelle. You got to listen. You have you to listen. You have to listen to what Dave and is saying. And he is a comedian. Right. But he's also someone who's making much bigger, broader points here. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, That's the wrong bite. Here we go. This is it. I grew up around Jewish people. I have a lot of Jewish friends. So I'm not freaked out by your culture. I know a little bit about it just from hanging around. i be like, yo, yo, let's go out at school tomorrow. They'll be like, we can't go out. It's Shanana tomorrow. I'll be like, where? <laughs> What is Shanana? I had so many questions. Why do some of your people dress like Run DMC? So to me, that's relatable from this standpoint. When I was a kid, I grew up in an area. It was almost like a dividing line. I was in Niles, Illinois. This is before I moved to St. Louis. There was a street that ran down the middle of where I lived, Dempster Avenue. People who know the north suburbs of Chicago might know this. I lived right across from a high school, Notre Dame High School. On the one side of where I lived, very... um, Catholic, Protestant. But there were a lot of Jewish kids. When I went to school, you know, high school and my junior high, we didn't get off the Jewish holidays like Shanana, Rosh Hashanah, right? But all the Jewish kids would not be there. So it, it, for me, I, I know exactly what he's saying because for a kid who is Lutheran and you're hearing about the Jewish holidays, you don't know what's going on. So he's relating that story there. Big deal. <laughs> he had broken the show business rules. Is this a rule? You know, the rules. Well, hang on. I'm going to set this up better. He's talking about Kanye here. It's a big deal. (laughs) He had broken the show business rules. Is this a rule? You know, the rules of perception. If if they're black, then it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence, and he should never speak about it. So do I need to even explain that? I mean, if you just listen to what Dave is saying there, I think he makes a very salient point, right? But again, some of this is going to be interpreted as anti-Semitism. Listen, okay, I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. (laughs) Well, I've been to Hollywood. No one's y'all to get mad at me. I'm just telling you, I've been to Hollywood. This was just what I saw. It's a lot of juice. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> but that didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? There's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. That mean we run the place. All right, so you got the Ferguson reference that came in as well. At first, I had to rewind that because I didn't know what he had said at the end there. But he said, you got a lot of you know people mm-hmm. in Ferguson, Missouri. It doesn't mean that we run, run the, the place, place, which is what he said. And then let me replay what... You know, he closed with because, and I'll get into some of the complaints about the bit, but he he closed with a very important point about freedom of speech and him having, and other people like him, not just Dave Chappelle, but other people like him, comedians, entertainers, talk show hosts, having the ability to say things that might be deemed inappropriate in some circles. It shouldn't be this scary to talk about anything. 
It's making my job incredibly difficult. And to be honest with you, I'm getting sick of talking to a crowd like this. I love you to death. And I thank you for your support. And I hope they don't take anything away from me. <laughs> Whoever they are. So I, I would encourage people, that, that really doesn't do it justice. If you have interest in this, I would watch the, not only the monologue, but I would watch The Closer on Netflix, the special that kind of got Dave into a lot of trouble. So here's some of the reaction from around the planet right now. The Jerusalem Post. I'd actually, I have not had a conversation with any of my Jewish friends. Maybe we'll ask Alex Rich on Thursday when he comes in, because I know that Alex likes uh, Chappelle. Yeah. He might have some thoughts that about this. That would be this. interesting. But the Jerusalem Post says the American comedian Dave Chappelle said during his SNL monologue that he denounces anti-Semitism in all its forms before promptly engaging in anti-Semitic tropes. The timeout New York theater editor and critic Adam Feldman tweeted that Dave Chappelle SNL monologue probably did more to normalize anti-Semitism than anything Kanye said. Everyone knows Kanye is not Chappelle posits himself as the teller of difficult truths. It's worse. Again, he didn't listen to what Dave Chappelle was saying in any way, shape or form. But this guy's encouraging. So this is Isaac Saul. He uh, founded something called Tangle News. I don't know what that is, but um, maybe it's a big deal. He says, let me be the first Jew to say Dave Chappelle's SNL open last night was hilariously timely, honest, and a reminder that he still understands this country better than a lot of people who, whose whole job is to understand the country. It's okay. This is, this is so important. I'm so glad that somebody got it out there, right? <laughs> like this guy, Isaac Saul. It's okay to acknowledge that there are a lot of Jews in the media and in Hollywood. And like Dave said, you can simultaneously note that it's very stupid to think that this means that they're in some, you know, cabal that is controlling the world. That's part of what his point was. But you can still do observational comedy and make jokes without being anti-Semitic or right. transphobic or some of these other things. I and mean, we've, we've lost the ability in this country. And a lot of people, I think on both sides of politics, have lost the ability just to laugh at things that are funny. And if you don't think that Dave Chappelle is funny, well, then don't watch his comedy or you don't have to turn into SNL. Some of us know that SNL hasn't been funny at all. And I, I mean, Sue, I, I'll tell you, I had a, a range of emotions last night because I, I got home and I was watching the finale of The Walking Dead, which it, they're closing this whole show out so terribly. But I had Channel 5 on because the football game was on. And right after I finished The Walking Dead, Mike Bush was telling this story last night of this guy, Brett Phillips, who became a baseball player, became friends with this little girl who had cancer. And they become like besties. And they're coming in for the Musial Awards. And I don't have time to do this justice right now. But I'm telling you, this was an emotional story. Uh-huh. And I'm, I just sent Mike a note this afternoon. I'm like bawling my eyes out oh. last night watching this. But then I decide I got to watch Chappelle. And that range of emotions, I'm totally dialed in, I'm laughing, and I'm thinking about these things, too. That's how he gets you. That's right. I loved it. What? Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.